it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Love this podcast because it crushes your dreams of getting rich quick. They actually got me into reading stats for anything. You're tuned in to the Investing for Beginners podcast. Led by Andrew Sather and Dave Ahern. Step-by-step premium investing guidance for beginners. Your path to financial freedom starts now. Starts now. All right, folks, welcome to Investing for Beginners podcast. Today, we have episode 334. Today, we're going to talk about draft classes. No, I don't mean football. No, I don't mean basketball. We're going to talk about the five or six best performing companies in a year and kind of talk about these particular draft classes of companies and see how they did maybe talk through some ideas of how they did recency bias, how some of those things play into... There's a million different ways we're going. So without any further ado, let's just go ahead and dive into probably the draft classes. And then maybe at the end, we can rank which draft class we think was the best. Which one would you invest in? So we got 2016. And the companies in here are NVIDIA, Amazon, Bank of America, Google, Facebook slash Meta, and Broadcom. So, Andrew, what are your thoughts on our first draft class? Yeah, obviously, the big winner in there is NVIDIA. And it's interesting to me that Bank of America is in there because I would not have thought of a boring bank stock to be one of Mm. the better performers of the year. That just Mm. would not have crossed my mind. No, me either. I'm a little surprised by Broadcom. I know that they've been a strong company for a long time, but I don't... There must have been something going on with them that led them to kind of jump into this draft class because I don't think of them, maybe wrongly, I don't think of them as one of the stronger semiconductor plays, if you will. So I guess I'm a little surprised to see them in the list. They were doing serial acquiring before it was a trendy. Oh, okay. Is that kind of their business model is to go out and buy other semiconductors companies or adjacencies, if you will? It was for a while. Mm. Like, especially during that time. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, let's move on to the next draft class. So this is 2017. Again, NVIDIA, AMD, ALGN. I 
not familiar with that ticker. That's called Align. Align. Okay. Yeah. Boeing, <laughs> Micron, and Win. This is an unusual mix for sure. Yeah, it is. And if you take the performance of these stocks and extrapolate it forward, NVIDIA and AMD were awesome, but mm. these other ones were not great. Micron's come back, but if you bought Align Tech or Boeing, especially Boeing, yeah. with all the trouble they've had in the news lately, or if you bought Win, 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 no matter what, right. <laughs> all of those have not done well. Mm. And so that's kind of interesting because the first draft class, those were all great businesses. And I would say probably five out of the six of those have outperformed. Mm-hmm. So they did, they crushed it and then continue to crush it. This draft class was a lot more mixed. And you really, I mean, you had the huge winners with NVIDIA and AMD, mm-hmm. whose stories are still being written. These other ones, though, would not have been a good idea to buy, even though they had just killed it for the year. Right. You're right. You wonder. Was Boeing, was that the time period where maybe they were releasing this new plane that they've had so much trouble with? And maybe that's why there was, that's why the company did so well during that particular year. Yeah. I mean, Boeing's kind of one of those cautionary tales Mm -hmm. that one of the greatest American companies that we've seen can see things fall apart and it can fall apart pretty quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, very quickly. It's interesting how quickly sometimes the tides can turn or the fortunes can change for a company, even if it's been around for a really long time. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next draft class. This is 2018's class. So we got Amazon, Netflix, AMD, Salesforce, Square, now Block, and Adobe. So interesting class. I would say strong across the board. However, Square slash Block has been kind of a bust, especially since then. Yeah. And it kind of lends the question, you know, we're having this discussion and there's something you and Ian Castle had brought up when he was on our show, which is a great idea. I think it can be really easy to think about stocks from a batting average perspective. Like how many stocks did you buy that went up and how many went down or how many outperformed the market and how many underperformed? But sometimes it is about slugging percentage where you can have one big winner, which pays for a ton of bad picks, or you could have one big loser, which cannibalizes a bunch of great picks. And it's interesting to me to see the the dichotomy in the draft classes because in this case, I wonder, maybe more so in the last class we just looked at 2017, but mm-hmm. with Block, depending on when you bought it, it turns have not been good. And mm-hmm. at least for this Amazon, Netflix, AMD, Adobe, Salesforce, they've all kind of had their periods of volatility. They haven't all been like NVIDIA straight up and to the right. And so if you have like a group of mediocre performers and then one bad group that can really s- spoil the bunch. Mm-hmm. It's a very different investment result than, let's say, the 2016 class where you had everything was pretty decent and NVIDIA just took you over the top. Right. It's one of those weird things about investing. I think it's not intuitive, especially for beginners, is how much one stock can drive the entire performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally true. And it, it just kind of goes to show that what's on top now doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be on top the next year kind of thing. And that's what can make investing so complicated and so stomach churning is that you can see some of your favorite companies do really well one year and maybe not so great the next year. That can really mess with people's emotions and their ability to invest for a long period of time. So this is far from an all-inclusive list. Mm. I'm surprised 
to see Netflix only on here once. Right. And Amazon is on here like three times, so that's not surprising, but Google is only on here once. Apple's only on here once. That's Apple's next. only on here once. Yeah. yeah. So it's like in my mind, I get this idea of these stocks that are just always winning, right? Because right. you look back in hindsight, like, wow, look at the return over the last 10 years. Right. But then in the meantime, people who actually had stocks that were winners at one point had to survive through a rough ride. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, very rough ride. And the next three years are going to kind of illustrate that, I think, very clearly. So yeah. if we look at the draft class for 2019, this one is uh, strong across the board. You have Apple, Microsoft, AMD, Tesla, ServiceNow, and Lululemon. And this is, keep in mind, this is all pre-pandemic. So yeah. those are beasts. Yeah. That's your LeBrons and Giannis's and right. Donchicks. Like, <laughs> that's all on the team. That's the all-star <laughs> team. <laughs> exactly. So if we fast forward to 2020, that, of course, is the beginning of the pandemic. So we have Tesla, Zoom, NVIDIA, Moderna, Amazon, and Peloton. Yeah, and that's a completely different set of outcomes. Completely different. What's the best way to steward your wealth? Looking to find great businesses with a margin of safety? My advice, Value Spotlight at valuespotlight.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money, not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. Monarch Money allowed me to easily see what is going on with my finances, helping me get a better handle on my spending, budgets, and more. It's my go-to app every day, more so than my bank, because I can quickly see where I am with my budgets and spending, allowing me to invest more and spend time on the things that I want to do. It's my GPS for money. Monarch is a top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash beginners. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. Invite them to your account at no extra cost, and they'll get their own login info and a joint view of all of your finances. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. In fact, Monarch Money is one of the first to bring you direct Apple Card, Apple Cash, and savings syncing with the latest iOS 17.4 update. Now you can sync your wallet directly for seamless budgeting. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash beginners for your extended 30-day free trial. Completely different. And in 2021, we have Tesla, Zoom, Moderna, NVIDIA, Square, and Peloton. So a lot of the same names in 2021 that you had in 2020. And maybe if people aren't familiar with the history, how have some of those names gone? Not good. If you look at two in particular, Zoom and Peloton, if you bought them at late 2020 and didn't sell it, you're crying in your milk because they lost 90, 95% of their value. They dropped from, I think Zoom was in the 400s and now it's in around 20. And Peloton is borderline bankrupt now. Okay, so we have a list of six stocks. Let's pretend just to make things easy, one of them goes bankrupt. Mm -hmm. That means each of the other stocks needs to return, I don't know, 20% just to break even, Mm -hmm. something like that. And then you have to beat the market by that much more to make up for that loss. Right. We didn't run the numbers, but I would assume that a class like this... Even with a winner like NVIDIA, probably still underperforms the market. Yes. Yeah. Because Square and Peloton went down. Mm-hmm. Square and not Zoom. as bad, but yeah. But Zoom and Peloton for sure. Almost all your money's gone there. And I think Moderna has not done well right. since the pandemic as well. I mean, it, it really kind of highlights if you look at those companies, especially the last two years of this draft, if you look at a lot of those companies, the only way that you would have made money is market time. Buy it at a low price and sell it when it got high. Right. But unfortunately, most of us, anybody that was investing in those, the majority of people that were investing in them, they didn't do that. You know? Can you make the argument that some of these will come back like maybe a draft class of 2016 or 2017 did? You could probably make the case for Zoom being you know, a decent investment going forward, but it won't be what they projected it would be at the height of its powers, if you will. You know, a lot of these companies, Zoom, Moderna, Square, Peloton, you know, from those two years were all part of the COVID darlings, if you will. And everybody thought that the way we would do business or these companies would be foundational. And that has not proven to be the case. Do those years feel different than the other years? Or is that just our hindsight bias saying... Oh yeah, this is an obviously different crop of businesses. I mean, I feel like in hindsight that it just was a different time. We were going through a pandemic and the feeling was that because we were going through something none of us ever experienced, at least for me, because we were going through something we had never experienced before, it wasn't that big of a stretch to think that the way we would all use our money, do business, travel, exercise wasn't going to drastically change too. Hmm. That's good insight. Yeah. It's funny how you can kind of divorce the two things, right? And almost it's like stock market world's different from what happened in real life, but yeah, it's all intermingled. Yeah. yeah. We're all in a different mindset. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I never partook of the Peloton craze, but I did use the, oh gosh, Planet Fitness gym memberships. I remember my fiance and I going to the gym during that period And it was such a different experience because you had gone to the gym before and you were able to exercise fairly freely, right? But then during the pandemic and even after it started to air quote subside, 
you still had a lot of those same measures in place. And so it was just a different, it was just a different experience. You go into places like that or a movie theater and you're not all sitting next to each other. You're spaced out and it just feels different because you've been conditioned to have it a certain way and now you don't. And so at least for me, it was real easy to extrapolate. This is different. So all these things are going to be different too. You know, like human behavior was going to change over a two-year period compared to the last, I don't know, time memorial. <laughs> the way we do things is, was drastically changing and it just felt different. So to kind of invert the idea, if the other years, 2016, 17, 18, 19, felt more normal, then this might sound like hearsay coming from a value investor, but does that become a pretty decent list to find good businesses is just to find the stocks that have done so well in the past year? Because those draft classes are pretty good. Right, they are. Yeah, they are. I think in hindsight, everything looks 2020, right? Yeah. But there probably is something to say for the fact that NVIDIA and Amazon in particular have consistently done well over a longer period of time. And it could be a good place to look for potential ideas. I don't know that I would necessarily just, you know, plunk down all my life savings just because it did great in 2016 and 17. That doesn't mean that it's going to do great in the next few years or there could be extenuating circumstances behind a certain company doing well, whatever that may be. And it doesn't mean that also thinking about NVIDIA, they've had some near death experiences even recently where they, you know, the company wasn't doing great and, you know, the market sentiment was that they were going out and now they're the king of the kings. So the fortunes can switch, the sentiment can switch on a dime for sure. Yeah, good point. That's what makes it hard, I think. <laughs> I do find it interesting that there's at least one semiconductor in every mm-hmm. draft class here. Mm-hmm. And it's basically either NVIDIA or AMD or Broadcom. Right. Notice Intel is not in there. (laughs) Sorry, bitter party for one. Right. But I guess, what do you extrapolate from this? Like, if you look at this this kind of list, does it make it easier for you to buy into the narrative that an Amazon or an NVIDIA would be a good investment kind of regardless of what's going on? Yeah, it does make you think that, you know. It's interesting, like you said, to see how NVIDIA and Amazon are on that list a lot and almost in lockstep in many ways. And so while that might sound like two coincidences, if you really take it one step deeper, what really, I mean, Amazon's always been a great stock, but AWS didn't hurt at all, right? No. Once once AWS and Wall Street recognized it and AWS really took off with all of its profitability, that's done wonders for Amazon stock, but who's who's also supplying those chips that are going in the AWS data centers? They're going in the Azure data centers. Mm-hmm. It's also Nvidia, so it's not a coincidence because we're kind of talking about the same emergence in the economy, which is this cloud computing thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to pay attention to. And if I could go back in time, I would say, "Hey, this cloud computing thing's real. Pay attention." Right. And so I wonder if whatever the draft class is for 24, 25, 26, is there something like that where a draft class over several years shows, hey, there's a big idea here mm-hmm. versus maybe like draft class 2017. Honestly, 
those all sound like random companies. Uh, right. A casino, a memory chip, plane engine, and I don't know what a line is. Kind of my takeaway there is like every year's a little bit different. That was really shocking for me to see mm-hmm. that you had big winners, but you also had big losers. And you also had years that made sense and years that don't make sense. And so it's almost to say like the draft classes maybe don't matter because mm-hmm. there's so many things that could be contributing to them. What's the best way to get started in the market? Download Andrew's ebook for free at stockmarketpdf.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah, there could be. And I think the idea that kind of looking at it over a longer, a bigger stretch than just one year, I think you're right. It does kind of show that there can be some bigger ideas that start to gain traction in the market and are are things that maybe you should, like you said, pay attention to. I mean, it's easy in in hindsight to look at it and see that. And I think the other thing that a couple other things that kind of come to mind when I look at these kinds of lists is the lack of permanence in the stock market and how how great capitalism is. If you look at the top 10 companies today in the S&P and then look 10 years from there back and then 10 years from there back and 10 years back, so you go 30 years, which in the grand scheme of things, is not that long. You look at that and you can see drastic differences in you know the companies. There are some commonalities, Microsoft and Apple, but the rest of them, they changed a lot. You know, AT&T, GM, GE are no longer in the list now. And Chevron and Exxon are also not in the list now. And so it just shows you kind of how capitalism changes and how the stock market can change and it's not a permanent thing. And it's also, I think, to me, what highlights or showcases how hard it is to find a company that you can hold on to for a long time because things do change and you have to be cognizant of that. You can't just buy Amazon and put your blinders on and just go, okay, this is going to be it for the next 20 years. It could be based on its history. There's a better chance than not, but not guaranteed. Yeah, I think that's super key. It's not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And I think... It shows that trying to pick, trying to build a portfolio of like the best 10, I'm going to get the best 10 names and that's going to be my portfolio. It's just a fool's errand. Right. There's no such thing as, as the best because no. it's constantly changing. So to me, that reinforces the ideas of trying to find something that's durable that mm-hmm. I can understand that I can hold for a long time. Yeah. I might not ever make these lists top 10, you know, might not make the billboard top 40 hits. Right. But you know it can still beat the market and, and compound capital in a in a very effective way. Mm-hmm. And trying to play the other game of like trying to always hit on the top charts, 
that's probably has more losers than winners. Yeah. I think that illustrates that idea of you just looking at this chart. You think about trying to, okay, I'm going to pick the five best companies every single year. Yeah. You, you might hit, you know, one or two if you get lucky, but, you know, good luck. I mean, as great as NVIDIA is, it hasn't probably been, it hasn't been the top company until recently. So it, it in 2016 and 17, it was at the top of the charts. But since then, it, it was in the charts, but it wasn't the top one. Right. And yeah. So, and then, ebbs and flows. Yeah, it ebbs and flows. And yeah. so kind of to that point of timing the market, trying to, okay, I think NVIDIA is going to do great this year. I'll buy it at the beginning of the year and I'll sell it exactly at the end of the year. Well, that may not get you the best return. You know, right. it may it may stink the first five months of the year and then be awesome at the last seven. And so, you know, if you don't buy it at those times, then you don't get to partake of that because this just shows how it did for the whole year, but not every month within that year. And, right. You know, you try to take into our emotions of, oh God, I bought NVIDIA, I, I bet big on it and it's down 20% over the last three months. I'm out. You know, and then you miss out on it going up 200% for the year. Yeah. Do you think it's helpful for investors to look at stuff like this regularly? Not at all, all the time, once in a while? I would say, I mean, my gut tells me once in a while for giggles, it's probably not a bad idea to look at it. I think every, all the time, I think it would drive yourself nuts (laughs) because, you know, it could be, you know, you, the, the, the FOMO factor, if you're looking at this on a regular basis, the FOMO factor would be huge and trying to fight that down, which is one of the strongest biases that we fight, that would be hard. And I think it would be better not to put yourself in that situation than to try to withstand it personally. Isn't that just what Fin Media does though? Yes. It's just they're on the top charts and then they're on to the next one. Yeah. And it's oh, like, yeah. It's just a constant stream of making you feel bad that in 2018 right. <laughs> you weren't smart enough. Right. Right. For sure. You know, but there is this, there is this, um, I guess I've heard people say that a good place to hunt for potential ideas is looking at the top 52 week list. So look okay. at companies yeah. that are, are trading at their top 52 because those are companies that are winning and are executing over a longer period of time. And that, you want to buy companies, you know, not to, not to recommend momentum investing, but you want to buy companies that are hitting on all cylinders. And that's usually what you would find at that kind of range, though. So that's, I've personally never done it, but I have read about people doing it that way. So what would you recommend? I think that's a great way to kind of take, have something tangible to take away from this. For a beginner who wants to maybe look at that idea, what would you recommend they do and what things should they keep in mind? Well, I think the first thing is I would probably ration how much you do that as part of your investment process just because of the the whole FOMO thing. So depending on what your level of willpower is, every three months to six months, look at something like that to give you some potential ideas to look at. But you also have to understand that you can't just buy because it's on a 52-week high. You can't just go, oh, hey, NVIDIA is on a roll. I'm going to go buy it. And that's not a way to invest. So you need to do... It needs to be an idea generator, not an investment generator. I think there's a difference. Yeah, that's, I think, perfectly said. If you had to to pick one of these drafts as like, hey, I want to put these in my portfolio, which would be your dream team, if you will. Oh, I mean, the one that jumps out of the page has two stocks I already own. And it has <laughs> Tesla, which is just fun. 
fun to have in your pocket anyways. So that'd be mm-hmm. draft class of 2019. What about for you? Um, you know, I might, I might stir it up a little bit and go with 2018, even though it's got a dog in it. I still would, I still would, you know, Amazon, Netflix, AMD, Salesforce, and Adobe, I think is a pretty strong, you know, pretty strong bench to, to work from. Yeah, I think yeah, some of some of these groups have been really, really great businesses. And mm-hmm. I think that shows a power too. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anything else you'd like to throw out there, sir? Nope. Okay. All right. I'll go ahead and wrap it up. All right, folks. Well, with that, we will go ahead and wrap up our show for today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation on draft classes and how you can look at the past to give you some guidance on the future. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap it up. You guys go out there and invest with a margin of safety, emphasis on the safety. Have a great week and we'll talk to you all next week. We hope you enjoyed this content. Seven Steps to Understanding the Stock Market shows you precisely how to break down the numbers in an engaging and readable way with real life examples. Get access today at stockmarketpdf.com. Until next time. Have a prosperous day. The information contained is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended for a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional. Review our full disclaimer at einvestingforbeginners.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.